so I will build from where she, she did, she did uh, build. If you remember last Sunday, she gave us an, uh, an last, uh, a story of how her father left a will. And it was followed because it was of the father. And he said that this word is the will of the father. We read John uh, 15 uh, about uh, that Christ is the true vine. Uh, John 15. John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vineyard dresser. Every branch that, bear, uh, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruits, he prunes. So my topic today is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Why is fruitfulness, uh, the topic fruitfulness, important? I must say that from salvation, from salvation, the second most important thing for any Christian to know is fruitfulness. Because it also determines your eternal faith just like salvation. So after you have come to Christ Jesus, the other thing that God expects you to do is you grow in the knowledge of God to be fruitful. And so I will be answering uh, some uh, some uh, some of these uh, some uh, 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 some of these questions. What is fruitfulness in the light of Scripture? What is fruitfulness in the light of the Scripture? I will also answer. Why do we need to be fruitful as a church? And for what eternal importance is it? Why do we need to be fruitful? And of what eternal importance is it? Number three, I will answer the various ways set by the scripture that we need to manifest fruitfulness. The various ways set by scripture, uh, uh, set by scripture uh, to manifest fruitfulness. I will also address, if time allows, what is the reward of fruitfulness and what uh, are the consequences of unfruitful life. And then, next time, we will see what is the process of a fruitful life, how do you grow to become fruitful, and uh, what are the hindrances to fruitfulness. So I will start with number one. What is fruitfulness in the light of the scripture? Now, when you look at the dictionary, the word fruitfulness means bearing fruits. Uh, it also means bearing expected results. It also means bearing expected results. Number three, it means being profitable. Being profitable. And number four, it is also the act of producing multiple, uh, multiple of the same kind of results. Uh, we have started, we have been led for by able leaders, Genesis, 
Genesis 1.27. And these scriptures are going to reflect, uh, uh, I'll just put some of the scriptures that reflect fruitfulness as in the Bible. Genesis uh, 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. And in his image, God created him. Male and female, he created them. Then he says that God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase. Fill the earth. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature. Uh, over every living creature. Uh, rule uh, over every fish of the sea, rule over every bird of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the ground. So we see right from Genesis that God, when he thought about us, and after he had completed to, uh, to, 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 uh, to create us, he said, he blessed us, and he said, be fruitful. So right from the beginning of, the, of Genesis, we see God uh, setting a purpose, that your purpose is to be fruitful. I need to see increase by you. Now increase he, see tu ya kuzana na kupata watoto, apana. There are many areas of fruitfulness as we will see. Number two, uh, John, John 15 verses 1 and 2 say, I am the uh, grapevine, I am the true grapevine. And my father is the gardener. Uh, those of us who knew the branches that were here, when God is saying he is the grapevine, the trunk, he is the vine, and the father is the gardener. And he says that if uh, he cuts off every branch of mine that does not bear fruits, and he prunes every branch that, uh, he prunes every branch that bears fruit so that it may produce more. That is John 15. Uh, verses 1 and 2. Uh, John uh, 15 verses 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to bear fruits. You did not choose me, but I chose you to do what? To do what? So that means when God elected every one of us, he had the sole purpose of you and me. Bearing fruits. Hi. Matthew 28 verses 18. Jesus said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven has been, uh, all authority in heaven and on earth has uh, been given to me. Therefore, I will make, uh, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Now, in that scripture, there is multiplication of disciples. That means that was another place where the Bible shows that they were expected to have fruits. So, why do we need to be fruitful? And of what uh, eternal importance, uh, of what importance is this to our eternal destiny? As I begin saying that... After salvation, we know that no one gets to God except he is saved. We know that no one will ever go to God or will ever spend eternity with God except 
they are born again. But also, we will not go to God. We will not, uh, uh, we will not spend with God if you will have nothing to show for your life. Why? Because, uh, as we defined, there are some results that are expected of every one of us. When we will go before God, there will be, every one of us will stand before God. And, and he will present what he was doing. What are the scriptures to support that? Uh, let me first say this. That, why do we need to be fruitful? One, it is the purpose. It is God's purpose for us. Genesis 1, 8, uh, 28, as I have said. It is God's purpose for us to be fruitful. Number two, it is God's command. Because when God says, you, I did, not, uh, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Hallelujah. Tuko pamoja. Ama ninajiongeresha. Hello? Hello? Now, take us to, uh, take us to John 15, verse 7. We can go together. I know we will learn something. Uh, it says, you did not choose me, but I appointed you. But I chose you and appointed you so that you go and bear fruits. That scripture itself, John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. That tells you that God chose you so that you can bear fruits. It is a command. It is the command of God that you have to bear fruits. Number three, uh, uh, it was a way, or it is a way of God expressing his glory. Now, God created us like him. And God expects nothing short of what uh, of us being, he expects nothing short of us to be like him. In other words, we have to be likened to him. One of the nature of God is that he is a multiplier. He is, uh, he is a multiplier. So one way he expresses his glory is by the things he creates. Vile vitu ambavyo anaumba. So, hata wewe, John, uh, John, uh, John 15, verses 8 says, John 15, verses, uh, uh, you can start John 15, verses 7, says, If you abide in me, and my word abide in you, you will ask for what you wish, and it will be done for you. But uh, by this, my Father uh, is glorified, that you bear much fruit. Verse 8. My Father is glorified. Now, verse 8, verse 8. My Father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear fruits. When you bear fruits. So, the other question we, uh, we will answer is, what are the various ways in which God designated that you bear fruits? Because when you know them, then you are able to measure yourself by them to see if your life is as productive as it ought to be. So, what are those things that shows that you bear fruits? Number one, submission and obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the greatest 
enemies of God is Satan. Because he rebelled. And Satan knowing that he has rebelled and he's been judged, he incited you also to rebel. Those who know and uh, who read the Bible tells us that the original sin of man was rebellion. Rebellion was the original sin of man. In other words, it is rebellion that caused us to be thrown and cast away from God. And there was no way man was to be fruitful in his rebellion. I will show you why. So, one of the things that show that you are fruitful is how conscious you are about the word of God and how submitted you are to, to his word. And so, obedience and submission shows fruitfulness. That is number one. If we want to refer James uh, chapter 4, you can look at the whole chapter. It says, submit to the Lord therefore and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen? Submitting to God. Romans 12 verses 1. Uh, Romans 12 verses 1. It says, uh, present yourself, uh, present your uh, bodies as living sacrifices before God. Let me see. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the masses of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your uh, spiritual sacrifice, uh, spiritual worship. Now, Romans 12, before Romans 12 was Romans 11 and Romans 10. And those two chapters was Paul crying because uh, of Islam who though they shown to have a zeal of serving God. They had a zeal of serving God, yet they did, uh, they did not accept Jesus Christ. And they were cut off. And they were never regarded. Uh, they were cut off. A people who were destined for eternity, but because they did not follow Christ, it, uh, because they did not accept Christ, and they did not receive Christ, God said, they will not enter heaven. Though they were designated for heaven, they will not enter heaven. And in the Bible, the same chapter, Paul exclaimed and says, now, if those who are meant to enter heaven, if those who are meant, who are designated for heaven and to remain with God forever, uh, missed it, how much more will you who are not part of the covenanted people, except now that you have received Christ. How much more will you be cut off? Therefore, the, uh, chapter 12, verses 1, where the Bible says, therefore I appeal to you. Now, Paul saying, I appeal to you. If you look at Israel who are cut off, and then you see the possibility of being cut off, you will take care of your lives, and you will present yourself as a uh, uh, a living sacrifice before God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number two, God intended that we may have Christ's character. God, uh, God or Christ's character is enshrined in us. Now, Galatians 5.22, we have the gift, uh, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit 
is the character of God from love, patience, uh, long-suffering, peace, joy. These things are born of the Holy Spirit. They are expected in us because they are what reveals the character of Christ in us. And they are tested through various ways. Love is tested by patience. Praise the name of the living God. Now, when you have the fruits, now, when you walk in love, when you walk in patience, when you walk in joy, when you walk in humility, when you walk in kindness, these are things that God expects that now you are cultivating them and you are able to exercise them amongst your brethren. So it is required of us that we may bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now at Wengi, they fail in love because they cannot bear long. They fail in love because they do not know how to forgive. They, there are a lot of things that Christians fail Ah, they do not show self-control. They do not show self-restraint. When we lack these things, remember, we are not showing full fruitfulness. Amen? Number three, it is uh, acts of mercy and acts of kindness. Kama leo, tutakuwa na chondo hapa. Cha kuperekea watoto. When you are showing love and kindness, when you are showing mercy, by the way of extending your heart to the less privileged, uh, it, it, is, it is one of the fruit of godliness. Amen? So, Paul, Paul, in Galatians says that when he had gone to Jerusalem for the endorsement of the light heart of fellowship, one of the things the, the disciples were careful to tell him is that he should not neglect. Galatians 2.10 says, they asked, uh, they, uh, all they asked was that we should continue remembering the poor. The very thing we were eager to do. If you remember Acts of Apostles, one of the things that was done by the early church was they used to give alms to the poor, the widows. Some of them used to sell lads, they used to sell their own properties and they would bring their money to church so that they can distribute to them that were needed. That shows you that is what we should be doing as a church. We should be part of those that show mercy to others, to the less privileged. Number four, the demonstration of the power of God by signs and wonders the demonstration of the power of God by signs and wonders. Ephesians says this, the intent, his intent, uh, his intent, the intent of God now, was that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Hebrews 2 verses 4 says, God testified of their message through signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, numbers, uh, another thing that, that shows fruitfulness is intercession for all men. 1 Timothy 2, verses 11. 1 Timothy 2, 11. Intercession. You as a priest, you as a son of God, ought to stand for the nation, ought to stand for the people of God in intercession. That is why the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, 1, I add that then 
first and of all, petitions and prayer and intercessions with thanksgiving be made for all people. Intercession is another way of producing fruits. Number nine is service to mankind. Service to mankind by your gifts and by your enablements. And if you remember that parable of the ten talents, Matthew 25, 14 to 30, that was a parable that shows that God has given you something. And at the end, after a while, you will be asked for an account for it. Is somebody blessed that far? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One thing that I love about teaching the word of God is that it is able to uh, equip us with the required knowledge for us to live. They say, the Bible says, my people perish because of lack of one of the things that we have got to seek with the whole of our hearts is the knowledge that is able to build us so that we can be so productive. Now, if we are to gauge ourselves by those things that we have said that are demonstrate fruitfulness, where as a church would we be gauged? Would we be found to be submitted to God? Would we be found to have a Christ-like character that shows Christ in us? Would we be found to have captured our lives that everything that we do, whether in church, whether in the world, is able to show that we are Christ's? Praise God. And that the word of God is so much engraved in our hearts. One, this week, God has been telling me, uh, has been speaking to me by this scripture that says that let my word be a light, a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God telling me, I want you, Moffat, as you step, every step that you make, every step, every decision that you make, let whatever you are making be determined by my word. And let the path that you are taking be determined by my word. Amen? Because that, everything that revolves around your life, how does it reflect Christ? Now, we are speaking of corruption as a nation, but what is the percentage of Christians that are even in those government offices that needed to have the word of God and defend it even to the extent extent of shedding blood, if it means so, defending the resources of their fellow brothers and sisters? Why have we fallen short? Why are we to, uh, crying together with the world? Well, God is expecting that from, from the word of God that has built you, you are able to defend the cause of Christ, even in the government offices, even in the places of your work, as he requires. This is a challenge. And this is why God is calling upon us. You know, the problem of corruption is a problem that is solved, that can be solved by the word of God. 
Imagine everybody defended the word of God as they ought to, whatever, uh, whatever they are, they will not do long at whatsoever expense, even if they are put a gun on their head saying, do wrong. How would Kenya be? Praise the name of the living God. How would it be if every teacher uh, inculcates or instills the word of God in the pupils that they teach? This Kenya would be different. Amen? Praise God. So we are our own problem because we have refused the word of God to guide us. Now, I'm adding with this. The consequences of an unfruitful life. And I'll just read the scripture. The Bible says this simply. He cuts off. He? He? He cuts? He cuts? That means you are part of Christ, but you are cut off. Now, Anybody who is cut off, do you think he is destined for eternal life? Praise the name of the living God. Not, am I communicating? It's not me. It's the authority of the scripture. Do you think God says, if you do not bear fruit, he cuts you off, you are destined for eternal life? No. So, you can know that this is the second most important thing from, from salvation. That you have to be fruitful. Period. Number two, Hebrews 6, verses 7 to 8. He says this, When the ground soaks up, and uh, up, the falling rain, uh, when the ground soaks up, the falling rain, and bears good crops for the farmer, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. A farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. In other words, God is saying this. He gives a type of a lad. Wewe ukienda utayarishe shaba na upande begu na ikuzaria kitu kingine kisicho yo begu. I mean, a different thing from whatever you planted. What would you do even if you try? Do you know what that means? When God makes the investment of his word, when God feeds you with every knowledge of his will, when God instructs you, and then your results brings out something different from whatever uh, he has invested, he says, you will be nearly cast. So that is the consequences of unfruitfulness. Revelation says this, look, I am coming soon. Revelation 22 verses 12 to 13. I am coming soon to bring my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. May God strengthen us. In Jesus' name. If God is going to find a person to bear for him fruits, shall he find you? Atakupata wewe. Hallelujah. Now, listen. Accept to grow and accept to go out. I didn't say that if we as individuals do not evangelize, if we individuals are slack in prayer, if we as individuals, because it's us, we are not finding ourselves helping the poor, we are falling short of the expectation 
of God. Ask yourself, why do you come every day? And why is the word of God invested in you every other time? Is it not for you to bear fruits? If you don't, the word says it clearly that you will be cut off. But may God forbid that you should be cut off in Jesus' name. Have you known something? Are you blessed? Amen? Amen? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name we thank you because of the teachings of your word. Thank you because you will continue to lift us even by the knowledge of your word. And today, oh God, as you have taught us that we may be fruitful, how that you may help us, our Father. Lord, we desire to be part of those who will make an impact in this and uh, in this society, our Father. We desire to be the people who will demonstrate godliness in all we do. Father, we pray for strength and grace from you, our Father, that indeed we may be fruitful, O God. Where we have fallen short and where we have slacked, where we have not measured up, help us, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. How we bless you and how we praise you. In the living name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we give thanks. Amen. God bless you and have a good time. Thank you for the wonderful sermon. Yeah, we have been reminded that we should be fruitful and follow the example of Jesus Christ who helped the poor when they were in need. At this juncture, we'll have an offertory. Buona sifiwe kanisa. <laughs> 